This podcast is sponsored by RBC. With nearly 9 out of 10 business owners feeling confident about recuperating quickly from setbacks, a recent poll from RBC reveals that resilience and optimism in the face of challenges continue to be the hallmark characteristics of Canadian entrepreneurs. But when business is anything but usual, entrepreneurs need support that goes beyond traditional banking to successfully reopen and manage their business. Now, entrepreneurs can access all of RBC's practical tips, insights, money-saving offers, and solutions to support their e-commerce, digital payments, payroll management, employee wellness needs, and more, all in one place. To learn more, check out the RBC Small Business Navigator Hub, available online at www.rbc.com forward slash small business navigator. For practical resources, advice, and offers, you can also visit RBC's Small Business Navigator Hub at www.rbc.com forward slash small business navigator. Welcome to Canada's podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Hi, this is Angela Faye coming to you from Canada's podcast with Mitch Jacobson from Revita. And uh, a little bit about Mitch because he actually produces his product here in British Columbia, but Basecamp head office is, is out of Alberta. So we are entirely a West Western Canada company here with Mitch. So with no further ado, I'd like you to introduce uh, yourself, Mitch, and say welcome. Well, thank you so much, Angela. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. It's an absolute honor. You guys do so much for local entrepreneurs, and I really appreciate the opportunity. So my name is Mitch Jacobson. I'm the founder of Revita Energy Tea, and you're right, we're a Western Canadian company where our product is actually made in Burnaby, but we're currently headquartered out of Calgary, Alberta. I've lived in both places, so really passionate about both provinces and helping as many people as we can in those provinces. So what is Revita? So Revita is a blend of blacker green tea, so natural caffeine from blacker green tea, fruit juices, and some organic honey. And it's really low-calorie, healthy afternoon pick-me-up. I created this company with my business partner, Robin Carley, because one, we're really passionate about health and fitness, but we were working downtown and we can never find a healthy alternative to coffee and energy drinks, working those really long days. And then we had a really close friend of ours. He actually suffered a minor heart attack from chemical sugar-filled energy drinks. And so that was really what the catalyst for the idea was, is why isn't someone producing a healthy alternative with clean natural ingredients? So we got to work three years ago and we launched the company back in October. And we brought- Oh, wow. So October 2019, you launched? October 2019. So it was a couple of years in the making, very new company, but we're very fortunate that we've had a great response from uh, our customers and it's been a great start. So I've had the privilege of learning a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey. So let's just dive in a little bit deeper. So you came from like you got an engineering degree, is that right? Petroleum engineering degree, you bet. <laughs> so how does a petroleum engineer turn out to be an energy drink producer? How did, how, what, was the, what was that path? A great question. So, you know, it's, it's funny. And Rob's a geophysicist and, and Carly, she's a nurse. So none of us have any related experience whatsoever to this industry. And, you know, my one takeaway from that is don't allow the I don't know excuse to get the best. <laughs> if, if you just take it day by day and you're willing to make mistakes, the amazing what? you can accomplish. So yeah, I was working in oil and gas downtown, loved the industry, but I was always, like I said, really passionate about 
health and fitness and going to the gym and putting the right things in my body. So it kind of started really just screwing around in my kitchen, you know, mixing some ingredients together. I figured out pretty quick that I am not a food scientist, did not know what I was doing. So <laughs> early on in our journey, we, we decided to hire a food scientist actually based out of Vancouver. And we worked okay. with them over the course of kind of the, the first two years. So yeah, to answer your question, being a petroleum engineer, we, we had to get some professional help to come up with the formula. We didn't have any background in that. Now you have more than one formula now. And in all fairness, I that, that Mitch, you were absolutely charming and sent me some samples to test. So I've had the privilege of being able to take some some of the drinks out rock climbing and, and hiking and things, which are awesome. But how many how many flavors do you have? We originally launched with one flavor. It was called Divine Berry, and it was a strawberry black tea. And then in February, we launched Midnight Blackberry. And that was, you know, just a great seller. I think it was a great alternative to the, the original. It was just slightly sweeter, even though it was the same amount of calories. And actually, just this last week, we launched our two new SKUs. So it's Elderberry, Royal Elderberry, and Speechless Peach Green Tea. So it's uh, that's our biggest innovation yet, because instead of just using caffeine from black tea, actually using green tea this time mixed with peach and so far everyone say it, it's our best yet so let's talk about the drink itself a little bit because this is not red bull right this is this is more natural ingredients but has that same effect is that right that it's got that punch of of some caffeine and some other nutrients in there to give you a sort of a lift Exactly. Brilliant question. You're right. This is this is not Red Bull. We are a natural product and we wanted to use clean, simple ingredients. You read our ingredient label on the back and everyone's going to be able to understand them all. So what we found early on is you got coffee on this one side, which is, you know, a natural caffeine source. And then you got the energy drinks of the world on the total right. opposite end of the spectrum, right? They got chemicals full of sugar. What's bridging that gap? What is clean, natural right. ingredients that, you know what, you don't want to drink coffee in the afternoon because you want something different, you want something more refreshing. So that's what Revita is. So the caffeine actually comes from tea. And I didn't know this until I got into this, but tea naturally contains amino acids such as L-theanine and some tannins. And what those amino acids do is they actually combine with caffeine to prolong the effects and reduce the crash. There's a lot of research showing the benefits of combining L-theanine and caffeine. And so one of the number one feedback we get from our product is this natural caffeine that they get from the tea. They're not experiencing that same crash they would get with say an energy drink or from coffee. So right. caffeine from tea, and then we just sweetened it with a little bit of organic honey. So only six grams of sugar per serving and only 30 calories for the entire package. Awesome. And so to talk to me about the packaging a little bit. You've gone with a soft package. How did, how did you come up with that? Uh, great, great question. And, you know, this is where my engineering background, you know, helped us a little bit. One of the things I noticed, you know, being in oil and gas is everyone or a lot of times people just look at, they don't look at the life cycle of a product when they consider environment, how environmental sustainable it is. So cans and, and glass bottles, they're great because oftentimes they're infinitely recyclable. But if you look at the life cycle of those products, they're really heavy. They take up a lot of space. Their energy efficiency over the life cycle maybe isn't the best. Could there be another solution? And one of these packages that we saw to try and solve this problem, which was taken off in Asia and Europe, is the flexible beverage pouch. No one's really using it in North America yet, but it's a brilliant packaging because it can be shipped flat, doesn't take up as much space shipping. Mm-hmm. So there's so many carbon emission savings over the life cycle of the product. And then it's also recyclable. So we were just really excited about this. We figure, we, we truly believe it's the best packaging for the environment. 
but we wanted to introduce it to the North American market, which is why it looks a little bit different. It drinks exactly like a water bottle, but it can be, it ships flat. And when you're done with it, you can actually reuse it as an ice pack or you can just roll it up. It doesn't take a lot of space when you're hiking or mountain climbing. Well, and I hadn't, um, and, and that's how I've used it so far. So thank you for that. But also I hadn't thought of the idea of reusing it as an ice pack. That's uh, that's pretty brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, thank Thanks. you. It's kind of a, a secondary bonus. We actually just partnered with some meal prep companies who now, instead of having to ship these disposable ice packs with their food that they're shipping out, they're just using a Revita. So someone gets a drink, oh, cool. they can reuse it again as an ice pack, and then there's less of those ice packs actually going into the garbage. So really excited about some of those initiatives. Well, and sorry, I, I've just got to go down that rabbit hole a little bit. You said you're partnering with some people on some projects as far as providing meals? Yeah, so we have, there's some meal prep companies in Calgary. So one of them is Nutra Meals. So they're, you know, a meal prep company. So someone will order their entire meals for the week. And normally how okay. this company would do it is they would ship you your meals with say, you know, FedEx or UPS, but they mm -hmm. have to put it in, you know, an insulated container with ice packs. But now instead of using the ice packs, <laughs> they're putting Revita in there. So they're displacing those ice packs, which usually just get thrown out. So it's great because less waste. Okay. These people get a drink and then they can reuse the package again Neat. as another ice pack. So just on that tiny example, does the do the Revitas go frozen then and serve as ice packs during the That's during exactly the actual right. delivery process? You betcha. So they freeze the Revita, throw it in the meal. Yeah. So by the time it gets there, it's thawed out. You have your afternoon pick me up and your meals are cold. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> Cool. I'm a little bit curious about this, you know, actually producing your products in Burnaby. What? Tell me a little bit about the advantages of um, BC production. So BC has some amazing manufacturing in the Burnaby and Vancouver area. So I know it's a real hub, hub for food manufacturing. And okay. we've looked for different manufacturing opportunities all over the country. And we found that, you know, Vancouver and Burnaby continually comes back to be the best. And because our packaging is so specialized, there's really not a lot of people doing this type of manufacturing because it requires specialized equipment. So that's why we're we're based in Burnaby. I actually went to high school in Penticton too, so BC is is near and dear to my heart. Cool. And we absolutely love being out there in the Lower Mainland. Well, and when you were doing your research as far as production, you were just looking at Canadian options, or were you kind of looking further afield for production opportunities? So we looked kind of all over North America. We, we okay. did interview some companies in the United States, but we, what we found was, you know, Vancouver is super strong with their food science and their manufacturing. And being a Canadian company, it was so important to us that we are actually made in Canada. We take a lot nice. of pride in being a local company and we want to provide opportunities and employment to people in our own country and, and especially over in the West Coast here. So that was something that ultimately factored into our decision to keeping everything in. Well, and I'm also a little bit curious as far as your view on, you know, there's rumors and of course, real life uh, practical challenges right now with supply chain management. Are you experiencing any particular challenges there as far as either in your production or in your distribution? So we sure did initially. So when COVID-19 first yeah. hit, it was some scary months and we were wondering, you know, are we going to be able to get production runs? But what fortunately happened was a lot of the food manufacturers, especially in Vancouver, they were deemed, of course, in the central service. And so we didn't see too much of an interruption in our supply chain. Right. There were some delays on packaging and ingredients. But overall, you know, we, we didn't end up shorting any stores. We were able to get product to our customers when they needed it. Nice. And so 
Mr. Petroleum Engineer, you've probably learned an awful lot about the food industry in the last year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> what, have, what have been some of the uh, most surprising, both challenges and opportunities that uh, have risen to the surface for you? That is such a great question. <laughs> like you said, you know, being uh, in the petroleum industry, you don't, you know, I, you go to grocery stores, you know, four or five times a week, but you never really think about how the food yeah. actually gets there. So going into this business, I didn't even know what a distributor was. I didn't know how food got onto the shelves in grocery stores. That says something about where we started. So I think the biggest thing I've learned is about the distribution game. So how do you get your product to stores? How do you get it into people's hands? Mm -hmm. And how that whole supply chain and value chain piece actually works. And I got to say, there's some incredible distributors out on the West Coast here, especially, you know, we're using one that's uh, Calgary, Vancouver based. They've done an incredible job for us. So I'd say that's my number one learning is how to deal with distributors and make sure that you're getting your product as widely distributed as possible so you can help as many people as possible. And the biggest challenge is, is just making sure you have enough margin to support, you know, your distributors and your brokers and your stores because everyone, you know, needs to make money and we need to create jobs and opportunities and you got to make sure that you're managing that at the end of the day so that you can stay in business. Mitch, did you have any professional insight or, or incubation program or mentors in that process to make sure, you know, I, I mean, that's a key comment you made about having enough margins to cover each each one of those pieces, um, you know, and the food supply chain is is not simple, right? It's it's not a digital exchange. <laughs> this is very quick with one platform. It's actually quite complicated. What what were your best sources of information, mentorship, advice along the way? You know what? You know, Revita was really born out of a single book, so it was called. Uh, the beverage bible it's called the beverage bible and it's just this incredible book that i read i got it off of amazon you know at the very beginning and it sort of explains some of those points but you know what a lot of it is just learn by trial and learn by making mistakes so we've made a ton of mistakes but i think screwing things up has been my greatest mentor because we have <laughs> you know just learning from distributors learning from retailers and you know what the sobies and the co-ops of the world those store managers have been incredible you know, a lot of times I just have to come to them with humility and, and say, hey, I don't know how this works. Can you help me? And, and they've right. been really great in supporting us with that. And so tell me a little bit about where you can find your products. Are they in those bigger stores, like those your grocery stores? Or tell me a little bit about where we can find you. You bet. So we're, we're pushing almost 200 stores between uh, Alberta, BC, Manitoba, and Saskatchewan now. So mm -hmm. in the Vancouver area, we're in Choices Markets. Uh, we're in the Kelowna Safeway. We're going to hopefully start popping up in some more Sobeys and Safeway throughout BC. In Alberta, we're in Calgary Co-op. We're in some of the Federated Co-ops. We're in Sobeys, Safeways, soon to be in some Savon Foods uh, throughout the two provinces. So we're very fortunate that a lot of these you know, big chain retailers have supported our local business and brought us into their, their local program, and we've got distribution through that. So if you could give or offer any insight or advice, um, you know, obviously food manufacturing, whether it's artisan boutique or new products or innovative products like you, where we're, we're having to get, you know, higher proteins and higher, you know, nutritional value into a smaller package. There's going to be, I think there's going to be a wave of, of startups and um, pivots into those sectors. And uh, as people are watching your story, could you offer any insight or advice to those people who are in that 
rethinking stage from what you've learned. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's such an amazing space to be in the food and beverage space. I think there's more opportunity in this than ever before. And the number one piece of advice that I would give you is one, you have to have the highest quality product. Absolutely. It's got to taste amazing. It's got to have amazing ingredients. But you know what? That's actually the easiest part. That's the smallest part of the equation. The biggest part is once you get it in the stores, how are you going to make sure people are buying your product? Because just because you have the most amazing product doesn't mean someone's going to grab it off the shelf. You're going to make sure your packaging stands out. You're going to make sure your, your marketing is in line. What are you doing with your social media? How are you supporting the stores? So I think really reverse engineering your business strategy. And what I mean by that is start with your marketing and who's going to be buying your product. And then really design your, your package and your product and your brand so that it, it applies to those people. So that once you get your amazing product on the shelves, people are going to be buying it and you're going to get those turns and you're going to be able to support the, the Sobeys and co-ops and save on foods of the world. Because that's what really matters is doesn't matter how great your product is. If it doesn't move, it's not going to be successful. Right. And Mitch, who's your people? Who's your buyer? Who's your key audiences? Yeah, so our target market is sort of that, you know, that 20 to 50 year old health conscious consumer. And what we found that's really interesting is, is we see 60 to 70% of our, our target demographic is women. So we really appealed, uh, you know, to the feminine and we've tried to come across, you know, really, you know, neutral in our, in our branding and our marketing. So we're really going after, you know, anyone who really cares about what they're putting in their body, cares about health and fitness going to the gym and we're, we're finding too that we have, you know, an even broader influence than we thought. So a lot of people who would normally drink really sugary energy drinks, they know at the end of the day, that's probably not the best thing to put on their body. So we've seen some people who probably maybe normally wouldn't, you know, shop at a health food store, but they want to try our product because they want a healthy alternative. You know, thankfully society is shifting towards, you know, more health conscious buyer. People are caring more about their bodies than ever before. And we're trying to, provide a great product, a great energy product. That's a great alternative to what's out there in the market. So one uh, a question a little bit about trends that you see. So, and I know you're in this launch and, and, you know, getting really out of the gates in many respects with a, with a range of products and flavors, but trends that you see coming in the pipeline that maybe other people aren't aware of that you are cognizant of given your individual Mitch background? What, what do yes. you see kind of on the pipeline? So I think what I just talked about, you know, that health conscious consumer, that's been a trend for a while and that's going to continue. You know, we, when we're in grocery stores, we're amazed at the, the type of questions we're asked by just the everyday consumer. Like, hey, what's in your natural flavors? Where's your organic honey coming from? Where is this ingredient coming from? So I think that health consciousness is going to go to a whole new level where people aren't just going to look at you know, how much sugar, and how many right. calories are in a product, but they're actually going to ask, okay, where does this ingredient come from? Why are you putting this in? I don't know what this ingredient is, so I'm not going to buy that product. So I think that's the future wave of, of consumer buying in grocery stores. And number two, I think environmental sustainability, it's already a trend, but I think it's going to become ever more relevant in people's minds and people are going to start looking more at the life cycle of products. They're going to look at, you know, aluminum cans. That's great. They're infinitely recyclable, but you know, these bauxite mines where the aluminum comes from, are those the best things for the planet? Right. Is there better alternatives? You know, how are these cans being transported? How are these glass bottles being transported? How are these, you know, flexible beverage pouches being transported in their carbon emissions? So I think just that overall heightened sense of awareness of the consumer is going to increase, you know, especially over this next, you know, three, four, five, ten years. People are going to ask mm-hmm. more and more questions and they're going to want to put better and better products into their body. 
you're not the first person to suggest those two trends too, by the way, is both the food source up until consumption and then the, you know, the post consumption, what happens on the other side. And uh, I was talking to some, uh, some other companies who are obviously in the tech and innovation space as well in food production. And they were talking about like this microchip that could be placed on packaging where a consumer can kind of, you know, with their phone, hover over it and actually pop up the whole entire story of Mitch and, you know, your, your founding ingredients and where they're grown and, and almost like, so it's interpreted out of contact. Oh, but it's almost like contact tracing the concept yeah. all the way from, you know, seed to consumption to where are the cans or the packaging going, or not cans, the, the you know, your packaging going afterwards is a really cool maybe value added opportunity for you coming out of the gate. I think that's such an amazing idea. I'm going to write that down too. We've actually been talking about, you know, scannable barcode on our, our yeah. package that sends people to our story because we always say here, you know, and we have, you know, our company meetings is people don't buy what you do or what you have. They buy why you do it. People want to buy the yes. story. They want to buy, you know, the bigger mission and the bigger purpose. And we want to make sure that we're constantly grounded in that. And that's the mm -hmm. message that we're, we're getting out to our customers. So what um, what are you reading or what are your sources of uh, innovation and, and business now? Are, are you listening to podcasts or reading media or going to conferences at some point, learning to keep you abreast <laughs> of what's happening in your world? Absolutely. So a huge proponent of reading. I try and have a book in my hand every day. You know, all of us are invited here do. But I'd say probably the biggest source of innovation for us is customer feedback. So it's, you know, before COVID, when we were standing in grocery stores, giving yeah. out samples, you'd be amazed what people would say, right? And they'd give you feedback and you'd start to think about it and you'd go home because, you know, ultimately, you know, our customers are what make Revita possible. So we need to listen to them. So that's our biggest source of innovation is, is we are, we're constantly hearing trends. We're hearing continual suggestions with, you know, new flavor ideas, new, you know, packaging improvements. So for us, you know, innovation always comes back to, you know, who's enjoying our product and who we create it for. And I heard you say, so you were doing some in-store demos before. Yeah, great. And what's that? How are you gaining customer feedback now today? What's your, what's your strategy? So it's, you know, we can't sample in stores anymore. So, we, you know, when, when COVID first hit, you know, we were really upset by that because that was our main Absolutely. marketing channel. And so we sat down and we said, okay, well, how can we do this without actually standing in a grocery store? And so one of the first things we did is said, why don't we support the people on the front lines of COVID? And so we put out uh, some posts on Instagram. We said, hey, anyone in Calgary and area who is, you know, working in a hospital or working on the front lines, we're going to personally deliver samples to your house. So instead of actually sampling at a grocery store, now we're just doing, you know, direct to you samples in the gotcha. Calgary and area. And we cannot believe the overwhelming response we got. And it felt so good because not only are we helping these people, but on the back end, you know, they're coming back to us and they're saying, hey, you know, I love the blackberry flavor, but you know, what about peach? Could you guys work on a peach flavor? Mm -hmm. Six months later, we got a peach launch to market. So right. instead of sampling in stores, we're just doing more, you know, online opportunities and delivering opportunities. And is there any major um, pivots that you've had to make within your internal sort of back of house business systems in 2020 in this unexpected strange environment? 
<laughs> we sure did. So, you know what? I was, I was just telling, you know, Rob and Carly the other day, as difficult as COVID has been, and it's, you know, obviously it's been horrendous for many families and, and Canada and the U.S. You know, it's, it's been a blessing in a way for us because it forced us to reevaluate so many things about our business. It forced us to take a high level look of, about what we were doing when COVID hit and then pivot and change our distribution strategy. So we were direct distributing to a lot of stores, you know, when, when COVID first hit which means, you know, we're actually delivering, you know, hand delivering it or, you know, FedExing it to a store. We, shortly after that, we realized we need some help. So we, we hired a, an amazing uh, Calgary distribution company here that's helping us now with our distribution. And it's really just changed everything for us. And then as far as marketing, because we can't do, you know, the more hand to hand marketing stuff where we're giving out samples. Now we're doing it all online. So we're, you know, we're shipping samples to people. We're using, you know, coupons, things like that. We're doing giveaways with stores, you know, to help them support their sales. So it's actually allowed us to, you know, spend a little less time in stores and just be a little bit more strategic with our marketing efforts. And we've had a larger reach and we're able to help more people. So as much bad has come out of COVID, it's been a blessing in disguise in some ways. Well, if you could wave a magic wand and three amazing things, well, let's go to two amazing things could come from us uh participating in this podcast together what um what would they be what leads or opportunities would you love to just fall into your lap right now you know what that's a great question so number one is you know our biggest challenge is always how do we get the word out there we want to tell our story you know to have maybe you know a, a different retail chain hear our story and want to potentially partner with us or, you know, customers that want some samples that we could send them to or are interested in ordering us from us online. You know, we want to help people and we want to get our story out there. So that's number one. And and number two, like I said, we're a, a purpose, you know, mission-driven company. And if our story inspires someone else to make a great change in their life or maybe start a business or maybe make some positive, you know, health changes in their life, you know, that's our ultimate reward and that's our ultimate paycheck is helping people. Those would be the two big things that would be great to come out of this podcast. Well, and I would love, I have somebody that I'd love to connect you with who is all about that second purpose-driven mission who has been on a previous podcast. So I will connect you guys. Uh, You're going to love each other's energy and you just never know what what might pop out of that. So (laughs) it's all love that. Thank you. Sharing each other's stories here in Canada about what amazing business things are happening on the ground. Mitch, it has been an absolute pleasure learning about the evolution of your product. And thank you again for the opportunity to taste it. And I would encourage anybody else to uh, try who is, you know, in that fitness uh, market to give it a try. I look forward to it. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for all you do for Canadian small business. We're really fortunate to have your podcast and it's been an honor.